It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What, Num? Tottenham. Don't be a Clottenham. You want goals? Tottenham's got the... Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. I'm saying Tottenham. Very, very often. Hot shot, give them all you got. Let me make it plain. Tottenham are the kings. The kings of White Hart Lane. Top 10 Tottenham. Hello, welcome to another episode of Top 10 Tottenham. Mike Lee here. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Delighted to have this guest. There's a lot of kind of Spurs news sites out there. Most of them are utter garbage. But this man's been doing it for a long, long time with his talking THFC, always my go-to news source for all Tottenham news. It's Sean Cook. How are you, Sean? Yeah, very well, thank you, mate. You're too kind. And, of course, reciprocate being my my favourite Spurs podcast, of course. Oh, bless you. How have you been? How how, was the season for you? I mean, how lovely has it been to have no Spurs, eh? Hasn't it been lovely? Yeah, I normally miss it after a couple of weeks, but I really haven't this time. Yeah, do you, do you know what? No, it's been it's been a nice break. Um, obviously not enjoying the the transfer circus as of late, but Big Ange starts on Saturday at the weekend. So uh, excited! The, the new goalie, as we recall, the new goal is coming from Italy. Someone I hadn't heard of, but that doesn't mean anything. No, for for sure, and it's all uh, you know all seems to be making the right noises and signing players we can all get behind, which is you know is all you can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah, I still want the big signing. I still want a big you know fifty five mil Madison comes in I'm i think bored. it's gonna I'm happen bit, well I hope so. i'm a bit, a bit bored of these 17 million plus add-ons and all that let's spend some big money come on yeah and, and at least uh danny rose won't have to google him eh? As yeah well. exactly exactly well we'll see well you've got an extraordinary mix of stuff uh quite a few i completely even quite some recent games i completely forgotten about so uh i'm really really glad with with your picks before we start just to remind listeners you might not have heard you on the spurs show how did you become a Tottenham fan? Whose fault is it? Well, uh, I mean, it was hard for me not to be really. Um, my entire family is Spurs, right. bar, bar my uh, my nan, who is a you know belligerent West Ham fan until right. until uh, she's no longer with us. So it, yeah, it was hard hard for us to not be Spurs really. Um, on on my mum and dad's side, everyone is is Spurs through and through. So, um, so Where did much you so grow that... up? Did you grow up near the area? 
Uh, so I'm from Essex originally, been a okay. Ricky boy. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it was either Spurs, West Ham or uh, or Arsenal at, at school. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the choice was obvious. Right. Fantastic. Good for you. Thank God for that. I mean, you know, Billericay, you immediately go kind of West Ham, really. It's big West Ham country, isn't it? That, yeah, absolutely. And as, as I say, um, you know, everyone that I grew up with uh, at school and whatnot was was West Ham. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I couldn't lower my standards to, no. be, to be West Ham for sure. Quite right. Well, I mean, your first pick is, is a corker. And fine enough, the third season of the show, it, this has rarely come up. And I think maybe because of that whole Pochettino era, era there's so many great games. But this was a beauty. It was 2018, Chelsea 1, Tottenham 3. Let's remind ourselves of Deli Alli's first goal. Is Deli Alli arriving? Good first touch. Oh, what a goal! Deli Alli! Silence to Stamford Bridge. Eric Dyer saw the run. Alli got between the two defenders. Superb first touch. Caballero was caught off his line and Deli Alli knew where to place it. So why is this one going, Sean? So I'd been away to Chelsea numerous times before <laughs> and, and I have we since. All? And, uh, you know, with, you know, I'm sure you're the same, some absolute stinkers in there. Yeah. Um, I, I, my, my first Chelsea away was the 4-0 under Sherwood where Cabal oh. uh, got sent off. Sherwood made the players come and clap us at the end and it was just, uh, yeah, got, it went from worse yeah. to worse that day. But, um, I mean, yeah, on, on that day, I mean, when Chelsea went 1-0 up, um, this is 2018, sorry, you know, it kind of triggered that PTSD from those previous mm. previous uh, trips to Stanford Bridge. But that the, the reason this has gone in is it just felt such a turning point. It was such a significant away win for so many reasons in that it was the first kind of big away win under Pochettino in, in that period. Our first win at Stanford Bridge for God knows how long. Was mm. it 23, 26 it's, years? It's the Lineker like game. That. Yeah, the Lineker yeah. Um, And it, yeah, it just felt significant. And, uh, you know, I, I, I loved going away for Spurs for a long time. And I just hadn't had that trip. You know, I hadn't had that one away trip that really just would stick with me forever. And yeah, um, I yeah, went with uh, my good mate, Dom, who's been Spurs for a long time. And I, I don't know if this is a recurring thing at Stanford Bridge, but something that stuck with me to that, you know, around that day really was the Chelsea bar staff in the Spurs end were all wearing Gascoigne shirts on the day. They'd right. all given them Spurs t-shirts with Gascoigne 8 on the back, which for Chelsea seems such a lovely touch. You know, mm. it's not a club that quite, kind of strikes me as uh, as giving away fans that lovely touch, lovely because it's just such a yes. poxy, little, poxy little ground. That, and they hate that, us. <laughs> and, and they hate us, of course. But um, just everything from that day, you know, those little touches to a 3-1 away win. And I happened to be sitting in the very last seat from the home fans. So oh. as, you, as you can imagine, just having oh, all kinds God. of abuse chucked at us for the whole game. But to hold up three fingers and one finger on the other, you know, yeah. the other hand at them towards the end, which is magic. Those famous stills of Deli Ali giving it to the fans and them sort of giving it the V signs and, and all that. There's some great images with the hatred in their faces. Oh, you know, this was, the, the this was Delhi, yeah, uh, and this was sort of Delhi in his pomp. This is what he was doing, this, making these runs from the Ericsson passes, not even thinking, finishing brilliantly. And it's such a shame the way, the, so far, the way football's gone for him now, isn't it? 
I, yeah, and oh God, oh, do I wish we had that Delhi for longer? Mm-hmm. I mean, even even under Mourinho, we kind of got those early flourishes yeah. of oh, okay, you know, he's back here. This is going to be it. But yeah, I, yeah, heartbreaking, hard to understand what's going on with him personally, really, to kind of lead to this uh, this decline. But it, it sounds like Sean Dyche very much kind of wants to bring him back into the fold at Everton, which would be a, a lovely touch. And um, yes. yeah, we would love to see him back to his best for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, your next pick, uh, this one has cropped up. Quite surprising because of kind of what went on after. But uh, there wouldn't have been an after if it wasn't for this result. 2019, New Camp, Barcelona won, Spurs won. Let's listen to the Lucas Moore equaliser now. Kane. Harry Kane into the area. Spurs have scored. Lucas Moura off the bench. May have just got a vital equaliser. Spurs fans go mad in their pocket of the Camp Nou. Barcelona won. Spurs won. Lucas Moura gets it. And there's hope once again. Were you there that night? I was, and I've got, uh, oh, well, I hope a really amazing. lovely story attached to this one. Um, so, uh, as you know, Mike, I was a, a sports journalist for a long time and and was at News UK for, mm. for the bulk of my kind of journalist career. And um, part of my time there was involved with their Dream Team product, the, yes. the fancy football team. And they launched a you know, content site and social media pages and all of that and, and, um, and joined Dream Team to kind of help uh, lead their social and, and get, get all things going there. And... As part of that work, we contracted uh, Ian Wright and Alan Shearer to be ambassadors for us in 2018, I think. So they had an agreement to do a couple of columns for us, appearance and videos and, and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, during the kind of brainstorms about the kind of content we want to produce with them, um, the idea came up to do away day trips where we would take them to a you know famous historic European game or, or whatever that might be and um, film the whole thing, you know, have an away day with two of the Premier League's, you know, biggest legends. And the kind of the, the further we got down the line with that, we quickly realised what a stupid idea that was in that these are two of the most famous and prominent Premier League players of all time. And no matter where we stuck them, it was going to be absolute chaos. Yeah, right, so, with his big hats. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. And... Uh, <laughs> And so the, the the Barcelona game came up in that the new camp was obviously yeah. a stadium that has a lot of history. It was obviously somewhere that's the, the dream away day for a lot of fans. And, and thus we kind of identified that game. Um, and at the time, I wasn't anywhere near kind of going on this trip. It, it wasn't something that was on the agenda for me. <laughs> uh, and as I say, as we kind of got further and further along the line with this idea, we realised how can we possibly take Ian Wright and Alan Shearer into the home end at Barcelona? And regardless of their standing in Spain, they're, they're such famous names. You know, they, they would get hounded. And uh, about two days before, their agents pulled the plug and said, look, we just we just can't do this. Oh. And suddenly, four or five tickets became available no. for Barcelona Spurs. And, wow. um, you know, I fought absolute tooth and nail to be on that trip and, and managed to go to, to cover the Amazing. game. Um, you know, oh, so you the- kind of said, I'll do a bit of work. Oh, I mean, I'd say do a bit of work. It was an Instagram story at best, and that was about it. Um, (laughs) On the plane, picture of the wind. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so so managed to get on this trip. And just not only was it just an absolute dream come true to be, you know, away with Spurs at such a famous ground, but um, just, I don't know if you've done the Camp Nou. I don't know if you were there that night. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. It's it's an an absolute dump. 
like an absolute yeah. dump and it's falling to pieces but you just can't you can't help but be admire the absolute sheer scale of it and you, you obviously remembered that they didn't start a lot of their stars that night Messi was on yes. the bench and just the noise when he went to warm up was just mm. so incredible and I remember this to, to this day the feedback yeah. and, and obviously we were sitting in the home end and in a really really passionate Barcelona area as well and you know you could hear my Essex accent a mile away we obviously had to keep ourselves to ourselves mm. for as much as we possibly could because the Barcelona fans that we were in you know no matter the standing of the game and they were I think they were already through at that stage yes they, they love that football club and they were yeah. so passionate about it so we were kind of you know heads down keeping our hats down low and went one nil down really you know didn't expect much more from a Spurs start in a big you know stressful game away yeah. from home and then we equalized and I'm sitting next to my mate Andy at the time obviously couldn't jump up so I'm smacking him in the knee you know out of celebration trying to try to keep my my excitement yeah. down and then of course not five minutes later Danny Rose almost goes clean through on goal where mm. I'm out of my seat you know almost in tears at the prospect that we might go and win this game at the Camp Nou and it, it was just absolute magic and of course you, you know you might as well know that there are no screens at the Camp Nou it's such an old stadium that there's no no wow. indication of what's happening elsewhere and of course we were waiting on the result from the PSV yeah. game yes and for, for those that haven't been to Barcelona the away end is so far up in the gods you're in the clouds like it's, mm. it really is up in the heavens so you couldn't really hear the Spurs fans for much of it where we were in the lower yeah. bowl of the stadium. Yeah. But of course, there's no screens, not much reception. So we were, we, our game had finished and we're waiting wow. for the result. And you suddenly hear in the in the heavens this burst of noise where the result had come through and potches on the pitch clapping us. And it was just uh, absolute magic. I will remember that trip for Amazing. the rest of my life. Incredible. That's lovely. That's a great story. Great story. Well, Bang down back to earth now with this one. <laughs> uh, and this is the only one I couldn't find a clip of. Uh, admittedly, I didn't try that hard. But uh, November 2003, I'm guessing why you put this one in. I'm guessing. I assume I'm right. It finished. I mean, who remembers this? Tottenham nil, Charlton Athletic one. Why did this one go in, Sean? It was my first game. Oh, uh, I thought so. I thought, it was my oh, first game. So wow. What, what an awful first game. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. It's um <laughs> do you know what it it, it, it you know, as every Spurs fan, it will stay with me forever. Um it was you're back obviously back in the days where smoking in the concourse was still a thing and you know, those smells and that atmosphere will just I honestly will remember that forever. Mm. Um what the 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 obviously I think I I must have been, I'm showing my age here, but I, I was quite young for the game and mm. I couldn't believe that just the surroundings were just what took me away. And being yeah. as, as small as I was, couldn't see much of the game. You know, you've got your big burly blokes in front of you and you can't see a thing. But I remember just being so blown away by the size of the jumbo screens. Like right. I'd never seen a telly of that size, you know. Yes. So <laughs> spent most of the game watching it on the screens as opposed to the game itself. Right. And yes, uh, it was a JJ Okocha goal, I believe, that was their okay. winner. Yeah. And watching that on the screen and then hearing the burst of the Bolton uh, the Bolton fans, the Charlton yeah. fans, rather. Um, just, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, it is Bolton. It isn't Charlton. You're right. It is Bolton. It is Bolton. I just looked it up. November the 1st. Because while you were talking, I was going, who's the manager? Was it Hold on. No, it was Pleat. Yeah, Pleat sorry. Was Pleat was caretaker manager. It is Bolton. Now, well, I mean, I still don't remember this one either. 
No wonder I couldn't bloody find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. And I, as I'm saying that, I was like, did JJ Acocha play for Bond, yeah. uh, for Charlton? I don't know. But oh, I remember funny. I remember that goal going in and watching it on the jumbo screens yeah. and hearing the roar of those Bolton fans. And uh, yeah, an absolute miserable game. Pissed it down the entire time. But you you, you never forget your first 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 game, do you? No, you don't. I'm sorry it was such a bad one. The next one, again, because of the Champions League run, that extraordinary run, this one is, and because it was at Wembley a bit, maybe, this is slightly forgotten. And this was an extraordinary night in our European history. It really, really was. 2007, Tottenham 3, Real Madrid 1. Let's uh, listen to the third goal here from Christian Eriksen. the last man for Real Madrid. Ericsson's on his way. Ericsson's onside. Ericsson, 3-0. They're in dreamland. Tottenham now. Deli Ali first. Picks Addy Kane out when Ericsson was in. Addy Kane, great awareness to pick Ericsson in. One touch. Lovely finish over Casilla. This was some night, wasn't it? This is this is when this is when Harry Weeks was like out of this world. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Iniesta links at the yeah. time were. Uh, oh, I, I still can't believe it to this day. I yeah. still can't believe it. Um, and and I I watch that footage back, the BT coverage of it back right. all the time because that commentary stays with me as well. Even though I was at the game, yeah. the you know the the European champions have been torn apart here by Tottenham. It's just it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable the talent they had on on that night, Real Madrid. And of course, they went and won the Champions League that year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which people seem to forget. You know, we, we yeah. beat them. We won the group with the winners yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just I will remember everything about that game forever. Just the the feeling of going one nil up as, as as offside as Trippier might have been in that in yes. that build up. Um, but yeah, Ericsson playing Kane, uh, sorry Kane playing Ericsson through mm. just the atmosphere that night. I, I've never heard Wembley like that in yeah. our entire time there. It was in, incredible. There was a we used to sit. We had a, that was our first year of season tickets at mm. uh, at Wembley because obviously the increase in attendance meant that those of us that had been on the waiting list forever had, had finally gotten that chance. And mm. we sat next to the, the same kind of group of people. And there was a guy, a, a Turkish guy, I'll never forget him, about three rows in front of me, who, irregardless of who we'd score against, would always turn around and celebrate with everyone. You know, we'd score against Huddersfield and there he'd be, you know, yeah. kissing his mate next to him and pulling you down from rows yeah. ahead of you. <laughs> and I, I just remember him that night in the one moment he was there celebrating the third goal and then the next moment he was gone yeah. and we were about five rows from the edge. So I still don't know to this day if that guy ever survived that third goal against yeah. Real Madrid. It was just a magic night. I will remember it, it forever. Was. Just... It, was. it was. It was a great night and that's a, a great, great pick. Uh, another pick in Europe and this one again, I had absolutely no memory of it whatsoever. Really didn't. I mean, I found found it. 2014. Tottenham 5, Asteris Tripolis 1, and here is Carrie Kane's first goal. Dimbele. Caput. Asteris keeping their shape here, tight and compact. Asking Tottenham to try and play through them. Here's Kane with another long range effort! Beauty. Uh, tell me this is your first European night. It was no, my God. first European night. It, was. it wasn't my first European night. Was it was my it was my first game covering Spurs as a journalist. Oh which, amazing. Uh, 
was oh, incredible. Well, there incredible. we are. Um, yeah, to, I mean, to, to be in the press box uh, at the old White Hart Lane, yeah. um, incredible. Awful I, seats. Excuse me, excuse me. If someone wanted to get past you. Awful, awful <laughs> seats. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on Henry Winter's laps for most of the first half. Um, but it was just, I, what I remember most about that was obviously it, the game had everything. We had six goals, a Kane hat trick, the Lamella Rabona. We had, of course, uh, it's the Rabona game. I couldn't remember. Of course, the Rabona. Yeah, we I had, can't believe uh, I didn't pick that one out. Larice getting Apologies. sent off. Kane in oh, goal. Oh wow! It, yes, of just, course, it was the Kane in goal. Yeah, I could, really forgot all these. I forgot all these things because kind of Lamella's first Rabona is kind of forgotten about because of the one against Arsenal. You yeah. forget the first one now. That's why. And, uh, wow. and that, that, that's what was so amazing about that. And I, I haven't seen it in a press box since. Was yeah. That, that goal was so stunning. The entire press box jumped up and celebrated. And this is yeah. a group of guys and girls yeah. that are, most of them aren't Spurs fans, of yes. course, yeah. were celebrating a goal because of just the just how blown away we were yeah. by it. Um, but I, I just, I, I didn't sleep at all that night. You know, can you imagine the buzz of filing your copy and just, wow. it was just amazing and, and really had it all and spent time with, you know, journalists to this day that I still admire, mm. lots of, uh, you know, Jack Pitbrook at The Athletic. I remember he was at The Independent back then. Right. Um, just an amazing night. And and to have that as your first game as a, as a journal, you know, you, yeah. you can ask for much more, really. No, oh, that's amazing. Great memory. Well, let's have a quick one-minute break. And when we come back, we will return, obviously, with Sean Cook at his top 10 top. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm about from the break. Well, well, pick number six. Again, because there's so many iconic games, this one again, it's I don't think it's picked on picked up enough. And it was an extraordinary night at uh, uh, the lane. 2009, Tottenham 9, Wigan 1, still our biggest win in the Premier League. Obviously, there was a 9-0 Bristol Rovers. Uh, and let's listen now to Jermaine Defoe's fifth goal. This was a corker. This was a great one for you to book in, Sean. Why do I have this one going? 
Well, I was there, and this yeah. was, of course, um, you know, in the kind of early noughties, to, to give you a bit of backstory to me, my my dad and my granddad had a season ticket in the early 90s, White Hart Lane. They were kind of four or five rows back from the director's box. Hmm. They were they were really, you know, had amazing seats. But, of course, the longer the 90s went on and into the early 2000s, Spurs weren't particularly great in that period. Um, and, uh, you know, in the 90s where, obviously, I came along and, uh, you know, family circumstances changed, of course, um, my, my dad and my granddad decided to give up the ticket. So hmm. um, our visits to Spurs were, were basically a couple of times a season whenever right. you could get get games. And that's yeah. why, you know, Bolton was my first yeah. one. because This one, plenty of tickets. Well, exactly. How many exactly. do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so this was our kind of allotted, um, you know, birthday treat for the yeah. year, you know, going to Spurs. And um, the, the thing I still can't shake to this day is Wigan's bloody goal shouldn't have stood in the Shana right. in the build-up handballed it. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I, was it only like one nil at half time from memory? Was it like it was like one nil? Yeah. I think it was one nil. It was Crouch, Crouchy scored in the yeah. first half. Yeah, and um, we you know we're all predicting at half time. We know this will it could be three or four. You know, yeah. three or four if we can. And uh, they ju- it just kept the, the frequency in that mm. the goals were going in was was crazy. It was just goal, yeah. goal, goal. Yeah. And you know, then you were like, oh, Kranzka's having a pop, and there's another yeah, goal. No, yes, just, yes. It, just just amazing. And I've I've never just had. I don't think I've had that much fun at Spurs yes. because obviously with the Madrid ones and all of that, there, there's always the threat of them coming back and them scoring, yeah. and it was just so much fun. And I, I remember it forever. And Jermaine Defoe is up there in my favourite Spurs players ever. Yeah, like absolutely. he's just the the definition of a proper striker. And mm. uh, yeah, for, for him to still have that record and be in that list of players, I think there's only five players that might have scored in five Premier League right. games, something like that. Okay. Um, I think Aguero is the only one that's done it since. I might oh, be wrong okay. on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, just an amazing, amazing game. And uh, yeah, I, I just wish bloody the Premier League should intervene and strike that goal from the record. Too right, too right. Then it would match our, our all-time record uh, uh, home win as well. Uh, the next one in, uh, this one has come out long because it, 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 again, it meant so much, probably almost more than your first pick uh, at Stamford Bridge. I'm talking about 2015, I think it was New Year's Day. Tottenham five, Chelsea three. When sort of Harry Kane, even he admits was the goal that he, the game he thought he really came of age. Let's listen to uh, his couple of goals now. Kane easing away from Oscar. Wide quickly for a Chadwick. Kane, lovely turn. Harry Kane, oh. that's gorgeous. How good is he? How big a night is this for Tottenham? How pivotal a night in the story of the Barclays Premier League title chase. Spurs are running away from Chelsea. Why has this one gone in, Sean? Well, again, going off the the kind of um, my journey at Spurs, you know, we we were only going a couple of times a year. And by kind of this period in 2015, we had started to 
treat ourselves to uh kind of your vip experiences oh, okay. once a year the and sort of premium tickets yeah yeah and typically around kind of christmas time yes. we either do the kind of boxing day where Lovely. they do you know um the bill nicholson suite and yeah. that kind of experience <laughs> and you meet your graham roberts and yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. all those kind of people before and um we, we managed to get them for this on, on new year's day and not only was just was the game just amazing, but obviously Chelsea were on that incredible run at the time. And mm. I think they'd only lost their first game of the whole year about two weeks before. So they were really, you know, a, mm. a team in form. They the Fabregas was just on it, Costa, you know, they were they were really a, a strong side. And we started because obviously this was so early into Poch still, we yeah. had a really young, raw squad. You know, we still had Mason Townsend, Bentaleb Kane kind of still blooding in. And, um, you know, I, I remember seeing their team sheet in ours on the, on the day itself. <laughs> thought, oh, we're, we're in for a long day here, boys. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. going to be tough. But, yeah, just as, as you mentioned at the top, you know, this is Kane's kind of breakthrough game, um, really kind of set the standard for the rest of that season. You know, we obviously went to beat Arsenal at home later in the season, that Kane double, you know, it really kind of set things going. Um, but what, what I remember most about that day is, of course, that you, as, as, for those people that haven't done it before, when you get the VIP kind of treatment, you have a bit of dinner before, you meet some of the legends, you get some nice seats in the West Stand. And then at the end of the game, the club will put forward a player to come up and meet you. Um, and we're thinking, you know, it's probably going to be... Bentaleb. <laughs> Bentaleb or Townsend, you know, no disrespect to them. And, uh, you know, we're, we're there having our little tea and cake and um, opens the door and there's Harry Kane. Oh, which was just beautiful. amazing, amazing. Tell me you've got a photo. We got a photo. Oh, we got a photo. Yeah. even better. Um, oh, what, it, a, what a great way to start the year. Oh, Amazing. magic. Magic. And then uh, what was so good about that is that, that I'll, I'll send you the picture after in that yeah. I, I look atrocious because, of course, it was New Year's Day <laughs> and I'd been from... out on New Year's Eve. So I was, you know, panderized to the max. I was an early kickoff. I'm assuming it was an early kickoff. Nobody was on New Year's Day. I think it might so. be later. Yeah, I can't I, remember. The top. Yeah, I can't remember. But I, yeah, yeah. panderized, still wearing the outfit from the night wow. before. Um, so poor Harry. Thank God it wasn't a fancy dress party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's me stood there as a just as a bumblebee yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) amazing wow that's a great memory what a great memory to meet harry kane on that game where he came of age you can what a great story to tell people see these girls there those are there met kane afterwards that's amazing this one i uh, another one only 2014 uh but i forgotten it but when i watched it back the only thing i remembered was their goal which was a corker yeah Tottenham two, Everton one, uh, goal down, uh, and then equaliser from Ericsson, and then a rare curate second of a goal from Roberto Saldado. Now, I couldn't find the English commentary, so we've got the Italian commentary for this game, oh, right. which makes it even more entertaining. Ericsson, <laughs> La rete di Eriksen, non un granché questa volta Howard sul tentativo di Kane, prontissimo Eriksen in un teppin fra l'altro non facilissimo, è partito Lennon in profondità per Soldado, eccolo il gol di Soldado all'ultimo secondo del primo tempo per il vantaggio del Tottenham. Prima rete stagionale per Soldado e potrebbe essere una rete anche molto pesante per questa partita. Why is this one gone in, Sean? So, 
This, I think, was my best seat ever at White oh, Hart Lane. Nice. And, and, and and that's why this kind of sticks with me in that at, at the time, um, a really long backstory, but my uncle was working for a company that had um, kind of a relationship with Spurs and they were occasionally getting tickets. And I think Spurs were trying, trying to schmooze them to get, you know, yeah. a box or season tickets yeah. or whatever that might have been. Uh, and my uncle Gary had um, a spare for, or he had two tickets for that game. And, you know, Everton on a miserable, I think it was, must have been winter time, you know, miserable yeah. Saturday evening. I thought, oh, no, it, you know, let's go along. We might get, you know, your programme and a pint and whatever it might be. Uh, but the seat we had was slap bang in between the two pillars on the shelf and right. couldn't have been a kind of better view of the whole thing in that you didn't have the obstruction of the two yeah. pillars. You know, you yeah. didn't have any of that. And we were about three rows in front of the Sky commentary box. So we right. had, I think, Gary Lineker, uh, Gary Lineker, Gary Neville and Martin Tyler, like three right. rows behind us. And just, I just remember everything about that day just being, it was just an incredible view of the, of the game. The game itself, pretty forgettable, as you mentioned. But of course, um, you know, there, there wasn't a dry eye in the house at half time because, as you mentioned, Soldado scored. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was right on the, I think it was 45 plus one minutes or whatever he might have scored. And he had that such barren spell beforehand oh. that everyone in the stadium, yeah, which is, I remember, yeah, and, so and just, happy for him. He went, so off, crying, he went yeah. off crying, you know, tugging at yeah. the heartstrings. We were just, you know, yeah. almost in bits, all of us. Um, but also, you know, that that was amazing. But the experience itself was so cool because, as I say, they were definitely trying to schmooze my uncle and, and the company he was working for. Mm. And um, the guy that was kind of facilitating our day was like, um, look, do you want to head up to, there's like a little suite where they kind of do the man and match, you know, award. Um, would you kind of, you know, come up and see Coity, you know, give the, the man and match award? And we're like, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and they gave it to Ericsson that day. Okay. Um but what was amazing was we kind of we we I saw all corners of White Hart Lane that I'd never seen before. There were right. kind of secret lifts and right. secret hallways that I'd never seen before to kind of navigate the stadium to get yeah. to this this box. And uh, as we were coming out of this lift, coming up the stairs, walked through Christian Eriksson, mm. and uh, the the guy that worked for Spurs said um, he was oh Christian, can we have a quick picture? Pulled him over, and we got to meet Eriksson on that amazing. day. Um, and he was amazing. Spent a couple of the seconds with us yeah. you know chatting away and uh yeah just not only kind lovely. of my, my best ever seat a lovely win and, and me and ericsson as well yeah oh that's a lovely lovely story really nice well we've raced through these with these stories the penultimate one this this was in mine uh this this was absolutely in my top 10 time i still I'm never tired of listening to this bit of commentary 2019 it finished manchester city four tottenham three we didn't care we're through to the uh, Champions League semi-final. Let's listen to the hilarious... Well, let's listen to... I think we've got Laurentiis' goal here and then the hilarious ending. Kieran Trippier with a corner this time. All the way through! It's got him! Well, Fernando Llorente might well claim it. From a Tottenham standpoint, they don't care where it came from. It's a goal for them that puts them back in control of this quarter-final. It's Manchester City 4... Tottenham three, it's Fernando Llorente. This game's unbelievable. They're going to check it though, Jermaine, to see, I think, whether there's a hand in there. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like he headed it. Advice. Have a look. It doesn't hit his hand. These are the pictures that uh, Chunek Chakia, the referee, is uh, looking at. Massimiliano Irati is the VAR referee. It's such a big moment, this. 
huge moment. Really is. He's given it. There's the decision. The goal is confirmed. No handball by Fernando Llorente. It's the ton of Hotspur. Kyle Walker. Sergio Aguero. Saved by Lloris. It's a great run and ball this from Kyle Walker. Long. Giving it away here to Aguero. Aguero with a chance. Sterling with a chance. Here's the moment. Oh, he's done it. Raheem Sterling for Manchester City. Right in the death. He had the chance to clear it. They decided to play here, Ericsson. Got to get rid of it. They're checking for a potential offside during the goal. And it is under review. To Massimiliano Irati, and it's been disallowed. They disallowed it. It's been disallowed for an offside against Aguero. Oh my god. Oh my word. With the corner. And he blows the full time whistle. Well, Tottenham Hotspur have done it. It's one of their great nights. The underdogs have come to Manchester and got the job done after a Champions League classic that's had absolutely everything. So, this is up there for drama, isn't it? Oh, just, I mean, we, we talked about the uh, Asteris Tripolis game having everything. I mean, if uh, if that didn't, this game certainly did, you know, with the added VAR element. But it, it just, the, the reason I've gone for this one, and, and not to not to spoil the people on the edge of the yeah. seats waiting for my 10th pick, but yeah. the reason this edges over me for the Ajax game, believe it or not, is that the Ajax one, as amazing as that was, and still the best Spurs game ever, mm. you know, in, in, certainly in my lifetime, I, I was watching at home the Ajax game. Yeah. And for those of us that were watching at home, the BT footage of Mora's third goal, the camera shakes and wobbles as the goal goes in. And I still, to this day, I don't believe the goal's gone in because I thought there was some kind of <laughs> mad VAR intervention or something's been spotted elsewhere. And I'm like, what what's happening? And then suddenly, you know, you've got Poch and Dyer crying yeah. on the pitch, and I'm like, we've done it. We've I, and I remember listening to your, your uh, top ten. You know, like, we we did it. We did it. I was the same. I was like, we've, I can't believe we've done this. But I still kind of curse to this day BT Sport for ruining that memory. And anyone that watches it back on YouTube will see they've had to do a quick edit of that because oh, they bugged it up so I much on that. the night. Um, I don't. I don't remember from the night. I I, just, oh, I, I don't mean, remember. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. I just, I just that that was eye. amazing. Yeah. But the the Man City one, you know, it it was just it, it was so significant because it was Man City, mm. right? Like a Man City away, a Guardiola team, quarterfinals, Champions League. No one gave us a hope. No one. And you know, again, to, I mean, I, I feel like I've been cursing everyone left, right, and centre on this podcast, but I still, and this is why I position this after meeting Christian Eriksen in the picks, in that I still curse him to this day for giving the bloody ball away oh. in the build-up to that Sterling goal. Okay, he just it, doesn't look up, just plays it back. Oh, I know. I, oh, honestly, so he loses the ball, it goes yeah. in, they score, and I storm off into the kitchen, you know. Kicking the living daylights out of our recycling box or whatever it was in the kitchen, and stick, you know, bloody Ericsson, bloody Ericsson, giving this board away. Uh, and then obviously, they I, I can hear, I think, in the and I was watching it with my, my family, I can hear, I think, my brother go, They're looking, they're, they're gonna overturn this. And I was like, No, there's no way, there's no way they're overturning it. Guardiola's there, you know, on his <laughs> knees, yeah. like, there's no way they're gonna take that away from Man City. And then obviously, the ref, <laughs> the ref goes to the screen. And turns it over, and I, I, I still can't believe that to this day that that actually happened, and that the for all the bad juju we've had as, as Spurs, oh. fans, 
for something to go our way in such a significant game. What was incredible about the Man City game was after that happened, there was no more time. It just was end of game. Whereas with Ajax, we forget after the goal went in, the, the final Lucas Moore goal, there was still a good few minutes of extra time, wasn't there? Yeah, and I, I don't remember <laughs> Victor Wanyama carried the ball. He must have gone from kind of, I don't know, halfway through our half to the halfway line and then just decided to just hoof the ball down the Man City pitch like he's playing for touch in rugby, but managed it about six feet because I think his hamstring or something had gone. So he hadn't even made any progress on the pitch. So it was just, I could not wait for it to end. It was just painful on painful. But yeah. I mean, those celebrations and just, yeah, uh, 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 yeah that one, for me, as magic as that Ajax night was, the City one just there was something about that that was just so satisfying on on you know all all accounts really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, your last one again, a very very surprising pick, and again, you kind of remember the first game more than the second one. But what a night! What a night! And I apologise for the poor sound quality here. Uh, Two thousand and ten, Tottenham four, young boys nil. Why is this one got it short? This is so, a kind of one you forget about. Yeah, I mean, so this this one's a kind of joint pick with the first leg um, right. because obviously this was our first taste of Champions League yeah. football. And yeah. and what I, I still, again, I, I sound like such a cynic, don't I? I'm cursing people with left, right and centre, but... My uh, my parents decided, and my ba- my dad's a massive Spurs fan, but my parents decided to book uh, a love, very lovely holiday uh, over the first two legs. We were in Cornwall camping. We right. used to do a lot of camping holidays and went so into deep, dark Cornwall that finding anywhere to watch either of these games was, yeah. was an absolute uh, nightmare. Yeah, I can imagine. And we managed to find uh, the tiniest little pub in the world that was showing the first leg. and. Right. Obviously, the, the first leg was entirely forgettable. You know, we lost yeah. the game. We thought we were three out down. before. Three, three down. down. And we thought it was, you know, we were out before, yeah. you know, we'd even got into the group stage. But we watched it in this tiny little pokey Cornish pub and we were just uh, kind of repeat ordering Diet Cokes just to make sure that the, the barman wouldn't send us home. Um, but then the second leg, we were still in Cornwall. And I think we'd moved about a bit. So we were in a new campsite for for the second leg. And the campsite was showing the game. They had oh, kind of amazing. like out, outdoor yeah. kind of screen and they were showing the game. What we, you know, we, we we had full confidence, you know, White Hart Lane under the lights, our first Champions League game at White Hart Lane. You know, we, we'd all full confidence we'd do it. And the game itself, I, I don't remember much of it, but I remember Crouch, you know, being incredible and it just kind of got us, you know, our foot in the door and then what, mm. what, what season that was. But... What was incredible as we were kind of zipping up our tent to head down and watch the game was we passed a car with a little um, Swiss number plate. As we got closer to this car, the whole back of it was laden with young boys' flags. No. We were staying at a campsite in the arse end of Cornwall <laughs> with a bunch of young boys' fans <laughs> that were all obviously also watching the game wow. in this outdoor screen. And that was my memory of that oh, game, was that we were just goal after goal. These poor little Swiss yeah. fellas that had driven all of this way for their lovely holiday wow. was next to this, you know, argy-bargy bunch of Essex celebrating yeah. in their yeah. faces. <laughs> 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 
and uh, yeah, just uh, amazing, amazing memories of that one. What I mean, what the chances of that and that run we had in the Champions League that yeah. year. You know, the I, I you know listened into previous episodes of this, the you know the Inter Milan night, yes, the AC yeah. Milan night. You yeah. know, I just yeah. I, I I remember that that's still one of my fondest kind of campaigns on the whole for Spurs and probably second only to us getting to the final of 2019 you know the the memories for that was just Spurs in the big time you know against the big boys and yeah yeah, magic magic moments amazing Sean thank you so much that's such a fantastic look back at your top 10 Tottenham thank you so much for joining us apologies uh, but maybe I hope you don't even know we've had quite a few sound problems tonight it's now two o'clock in the morning uh, <laughs> but thank you so much and and again anyone who doesn't follow talking thfc on social media do so and sean we'll see you without doubt next season for the dawning of another new tottenham era if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk sports social podcast network